Hello, Annie Trenders, and welcome to a very special episode of the Anime Trending Podcast. My name is Mehdi, and I'm your host today. That's a, a That's first, why it's special. So, uh, yeah, buckle up. I am joined today by snarky commenter James. <laughs> Introduce Hello. yourself, please. I am James, the one talking right now. And then I don't have anything. I, I, look, you want the snark? <laughs> I'll, I'll give you the snark later when we actually get into the meat of this episode. I gotta. Oh, there's gonna <laughs> be some. Gotta snark. save it. Yep. <laughs> if you've clicked on this, you've probably read the episode title. So yeah, there are takes to be had. Uh, I'm also joined by Nico. Hi, I am going to try to get my initial reactions, seeing the list of the winners. I'm feeling great. I have not watched the most recent Wonder Egg, so that's probably why I feel great. <laughs> yeah, I watched that earlier. It it sobered me up a little from an otherwise like really uplifted mood. <laughs> Man, you guys just I can't wait to watch this. I I should just make sure I'm already sad going in. <laughs> and there's last but certainly not least Gracie. Hi everyone! Uh, excited to talk about our thoughts for Anime Trending Awards, and I'm definitely the one who's a little down right now because of watching Wonder Egg Priority, so... <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, you sure do sound excited. <laughs> yes, so I guess that's our uh, our answers to the, how's everybody doing? How was your week? Is Did you watch Wonder Egg and get depressed <laughs> or not? And I think we're two for two? Yep, uh, I think so. Two for four, right? Two for four. I think we're Nick and I haven't, but yeah. Many oh yeah, that's have. expressions are are weird ratios. You know, it's it's uh two of us have, two of us haven't. I was actually 50%. thinking, Maddie, that this episode was probably going to be pretty hard on you too. So <laughs> yeah, kinda. Uh, I, funny enough, I was thinking, hmm, this should be pretty hard on me, but <laughs> I was eating dinner while watching, and like I was having lamb chops, so I was like. I can't be having that bad of a time. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> the audiovisual sadness is offset I'm by like the dinner. I'm like cognitively thinking, mm, "This is this is emotionally resonating. This this is something." But I'm like, mm, "Food tastes good, so body not that sad." <laughs> it's like what? It's like your eyes are seeing stuff that is like keeping the dopamine from getting released, but then the lamb chop is going dopamine, 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 and so. It's, it's, yes. I really want to see that sells at work episode, honestly. <laughs> of like the fighting between the stomach and the brain. Like, yeah. oh my you god. don't know if the, the body's gonna fall apart in depression. Oh my god! I mean, isn't that why people eat? Isn't that why there's the stereotype of like eating chocolate or something sweet when you're depressed? Mm-hmm. Is because it's like yeah. ah, this food will make me happy. Yeah, and, and you you do like dopamine and depression. I mean, little known facts. I'm turning this into a completely different podcast as I do every week, but. Dopamine isn't really the the reward, like happy chemical. It's the anticipation excitement chemical. So it's the motivator. Um, Which is why I roll the, the gotcha. more you know. Ex- exactly. It's the hit you get when gambling. But like you keep on doing it because you get a hit from pulling the trigger, even if there's no actual reward. It's the expectation. Yeah. I, I, I think I've broken myself out of it for gotcha games because now I press the gotcha with fear rather than excitement. <laughs> uh, because I've been punished pretty recently. Like, one of the games, very good. Actually, Nick was there with me on a phone call as I was rolling uh, on my Fate Grand Order account. But for Review Starlight Relive, it's been a sadness train for a very long time. Well, most of the time. So See, I just had a great pull in the free gotcha, as you know. So it's like, oh, no expectation, but all reward. Yeah. Also good. Uh, speaking of shattering expectations... Before we dive into our, our meat and potatoes of the, you know, yearly anime trending awards, we do still have the ch- 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 chart check. Yeah, it's been two weeks. Uh, we've got, you know, everything's kind of shifted. It's it's a little weird doing this every two weeks as opposed to every week, but uh, I don't want to do it every week. So here we are. Uh, so this is for the, this is week six. These charts came out on the 21st. So we've got uh, Mushoko Tensei. Jobless Reincarnation uh, up at first place. Then, uh, yeah. And then at second place, we've got Wonder Egg Priority. Yay. <laughs> uh, at third place, we've got ReZero, Starting Life in Another World, Season 2, Part 2, which is down two spots. ReZero was at 
number one last week and has dropped two spots. Attack on Titan Final Season is up a spot, so now it's at fourth. Bottom tier character Tomozaki is also up a spot, so now it's at fifth. Horimiya is down two spots, so it's hitting uh, sitting around at sixth place. Um, Kimono Jihen is at seventh again. I think it's been like this for... T- this is another week at the seventh place spot, which is kind of funny. Uh, in like a neat trivia way, not a like funny haha way. Uh, laid back camp season two is climbing up. It's up two spots at eighth place now. It used to be at tenth place. Uh, quintessential quintuplets. Uh, I want to say like fortissimo because my music brain looks at those weird squiggles and is like, those are supposed to be F's, right? Uh, but that's actually just a double integration sign. Uh, so I'm going to say that this is the double integrated quintessential quintuplets. <laughs> Uh, is at ninth place again this week, and then down two spots to 10th place is Dr. Stone, Stone Wars. So once again, just like the last podcast we did, a bunch of stuff moved and a bunch of stuff didn't. Yeah. Uh, Something I just noticed that is very amusing to me is Promise Neverland, uh, the topic of our last podcast, funny enough, is hanging on at that 11th place. Like, it's gone from the top 10, so you're not going to see it in a lot of the, you know, the social media and, like, all the big, like, here's our top ten. But it's like, oh, it didn't get totally obliterated out of the community's, you know, rankings. It's yeah. just, like, barely outcast, like, trying to sneak back in. I feel like yeah. it's at that point where, like, it's... Yeah, exactly. Like, we haven't collectively forgot about it, but we're still at that almost denial phase where we're grumbling and, like, watching it. Like, if you've read the manga and you know, like, they've got a lot of stuff, or if the anime is going on, you're, like, you're kind of confused because it's kind of a drop from the last season. Not completely on the hate train yet, but it's kind of just a, hmm. So, I don't know, maybe, do you see a chance of it coming back into the top ten, or? Uh, I don't really. I mean, it could... Especially if Dr. Stone drops anymore, because that's been, that show's been on a downward trend. So, and Promise Neverland's up from 12th to 11th. So, if Dr. Stone gets any less popular, and if the Promise Neverland Season 2 continues its trend from last week, then I wouldn't be surprised if it breaks in, but I don't think it'll make it to, like, the very top again, unless it pulls off some, like, crazy extra bamboozle thing at, like, the very end. But. Any other thoughts on that? Because like I think I'm most excited for that personally. Egg the animation is at that number two spot. Like thank you to all the dedicated people who are bringing it's, this it's up. Really this is exciting. A yeah, great show is improving week by week. Oh yeah, I'm super stoked that Wonder Egg Priority is making it to second. I'd love to see it get to first just to say that it managed. Like it, it, its top ranking was first place because when we write articles reviewing shows and we get to say and it held spot number one we don't have to specify that it was only for one week we just have to specify that it <laughs> got there we need to monitor the live uh, rankings and be like it was number one for like 30 <laughs> minutes of that one week i watched yeah. it happen and then all the votes came in <laughs> it's like yeah. someone trying to call the race early i'm i'm really happy though because this i think is that bizarre combination of heavy subject matter and maybe a little bit artsy uh but also apparently wildly popular and you don't see those two you don't see those two circles overlap very much on the venn oh yeah 100 percent. it's like oh wow this is the you know cultured like too this is high art combined with pop art and you don't see those normally those are two totally different spheres Mm -hmm. so yeah i mean i think uh those are our our general seasonal thoughts you know Not, not a ton of crazy movements but we love to see Wonder Egg pull through. Yeah. Also, but, bottom uh, tier yeah, character we're... Tomozaki's coming up, which is nice. It, it and I I just love saying that every time that he's, he's literally climbing up the <laughs> from tier. the bottom tier. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so good. <laughs> All right, and yeah, that wraps up our thoughts on the seasonal anime. Uh, nothing too crazy changed there. But let's dive into the meat and potatoes. I've said that at least twice today have you eaten yet tonight because that may be affecting i had lamb chops we talked about this (laughs) (laughs) potatoes no i had rice with it actually but Uh. i'm just my brain is just thinking about meat and carbs i not to tangent too hard but i wonder if meat and potatoes is like a super european or american thing to talk about because surely in other places that is not like the staple food do you think there's 
other versions or other cultural versions of that idiomatic expression? I'm a fan of the bread and butter. Let's get to the bread and butter of today's topic. (laughs) (laughs) The Anime Trending Awards, the seventh awards, uh, just concluded. I hope you caught our live stream. Um, Definitely be sure to check out the results for yourself because we are, uh, you know, about to discuss them. Uh, I say we get started with the biggest, most important category, you know, what every anime fan cares about. Best girl. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. We're going to have some spicy takes on that one. Spicy takes returns. I mean, you've just looking at the podcast analytics, most of you listening have already heard us complain about Renter Girlfriend. Uh, And so it should come to no surprise to any of you that I am unhappy with this result. Um, I think, like, I'm, I'm not happy. I'm also not surprised. Well, at first I wasn't surprised, and then I got the breakdown, uh, because, uh, our voting allows people to check off, you know, male, female, non-binary, and then, like, age range, and so we like to do a breakdown by gender, and, uh... Yeah, this is an inside scoop, by the way, something we don't... We won't give, like, raw numbers or anything. We're not going to give you, like, specific numbers. You get to hear some some analysis. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but uh, Chizuru, despite winning, like, overall, did not get first place in any of the, like, you know, male, female, non-binary. I'm all tongue-tied today. Uh, So that's, I think, the most frustrating thing, is that... For girls, the girl of the year was uh, Toru from Fruits Baskets, which also does not surprise me. No, not one uh, bit. <laughs> and and for for males, the girl of the year was Yukino, which also does not surprise me. Uh, but for some reason, Chizuru uh, is the winner overall. And I know that that's like, well, placed on one chart and didn't place on the others, but... It, it makes it nonetheless frustrating because it means that if you separate it by... If you break down the voting a little bit, she shouldn't have won. Ra 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 ra. <laughs> I think for me, this is like my second year of disappointment because I did not like the choice that people made last year for Girl of the Year either. And so I woke up to find out oh, about this. I like... just remembered. I was like... What was last year? <laughs> I remember. Oh no! Oh, I remember it last year. Yeah. What I wasn't very fond of. Yeah, either. I like woke up to this news and I was so angry. I was like, I did not deserve to be disrespected like this. <laughs> to wake up to this kind of news, I think like it, it's like you know we've already done our complaints about how Chizuru is sort of like the perfect girl per se, but I'm like, is it really just that? predictable because last year Raftalia in a lot of shape and form is also a perfect girl in her devotion to Naofumi and like do be being able to do anything for Naofumi stuff like that and I'm just like I'm and I was talking to another one of our anime trending staff members actually and uh, you know just sort of having a friendly discussion and basically I pointed out because he wasn't too against the winners and I pointed out to him that literally all the supporting male characters and or supporting uh, best support, best supporting man or or best supporting boy and um, best boy have always had their own agency, their own motivation, their own arc, their own sort of like character role. And it's been two years in a row now. And I don't know if pre- uh, previous winners. I haven't because I, I joined anime training a little later than other people. So I definitely wasn't here to see some of the past winners. But um, but it's like for two years in a row now, we got two characters whose entire motivation agency and role is, is just completely uh, centered on a guy. And so... Yeah. And so it's just like it's just frustrating to see that happen again. So I'm I I, I yeah, at this point um dis- it's the like disappointed but not surprised kind of kind of feeling, which is also like as as Gracie mentioned earlier, the is it really that easy to just guess who's going to win? Because if you like, oh okay, if you take these character traits and you just like check all these boxes, does that mean it's a shoe in for a winner because I like to think that our voters are uh well, and yet, deeper I, than I, that. I think there's signs that it, it really isn't 
as simple as the result always implies because we saw some of the breakdown in, in different categories. Chizuru wasn't even number one in any of those individuals. But she so. placed high enough in... So we have more va- we have more male voters than uh, both female and others. And so... Mm-hmm. Um, and she placed high enough in the male voters that even if Chizuru was... Um, Chizuru was like sixth place in the girls and in um, ninth place in the others. It and keep in mind, Elena is third place in all three of them. So just if you just hear the rankings by its own, you would think that Elena was the winner. But the reality is because there's so many more guys voting, the amount of votes that Chizuru had over Elena basically uh, was so much stronger that. Her, that Elena being third in the other two, um, in in the other two groups, couldn't catch up to the final votes. So, yeah, I mean it's interesting to talk about this. Normally I don't care, but this time I'm like I don't like this character. It's not even like ooh I like I like the other girls so much uh, that I want them to win. It's less wow I don't like this character so much I just want her to lose. <laughs> Do- do you think that's an issue with just like the depth of the fact that it's the best lead as opposed to the supporting characters? Because I thought that the supporting group I I thought had a much larger um, base of characters to draw from, and I thought that overall that pool was a lot stronger. Mm. Um, I definitely find the nominees for supporting roles to always be more interesting, and there's usually like more discussion to be had about those characters. I can't say the same for best boy though. I think I think best supporting boy, like oh man, I could I could I could save it for later, but like n- did not agree with that one. <laughs> yeah, I mean let's let's not get ahead of ourselves here. Um, for girl of the year, I mean, I, I do want to mention a few of the other like top, uh, top rankers. I mean, we you mentioned Elena. Um, well, I think it's great. You know, something like I don't watch Wandering Witch. Wand the, the Wandering Witch, or uh, Wandering Egg is one of our <laughs> like <laughs> uh, that, that's my smooth escape out of that sentence uh i'm just happy kaguya got third because she is still my favorite like out of kaguya sama um mm. yeah it's interesting because hayasaka got seventh and is is chika just not not didn't even like rank at all in girl of the year like she's not even in supporting either right no, she's Where not. Where are the Chica fans? Like, I, I can't say I'm upset because I prefer the, Kaguya and Hayasaka, but... I think Chica the Chica Nation. fans were probably too busy trying to learn the dance <laughs> the next Yukai. They do not have enough time to place their votes. That is so uh, funny. <laughs> that's understandable, but the next time we see you at a convention, you guys better bust it out. <laughs> you've, you've had a plenty of time to learn it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Also, I think... I'm, Hayasaka's like showing in season two of Kaguya-sama was like way she got a lot more screen yeah, time, and she definitely I think a lot did. more people yeah. were able to like. That's great. I also think Chika fans and Kaguya-sama are sort of a niche group in that they just think she's cute, but there isn't anything more past that that they particularly like. Versus Kaguya, you know, you so... have huh? <laughs> well, I mean, I don't want to interrupt you, but are you then implying that? voters do look you know deeply into the characters and aren't just simple-minded i'm trying i'm trying to say that there are different types of voters and so for example i'm pretty sure the people who are voting for kaguya-sama characters are likely into the kaguya-sama anime and um the considering Mm -hmm. kaguya-sama anime is actually quite um intensive in their themes and character development I think that naturally makes the viewers also more careful and insightful and inquisitive in regards to making their decisions on like which characters they like and support and versus and you know what I should shut up I, I shouldn't say it never mind <laughs> I- I'm aborting <laughs> <laughs> well I, I I do like the point you're touching on because it, it begs a question with these categories um, are we really ranking or comparing characters or just the anime they're from but then you get situations where multiple characters from the same anime are up against each other. And that's where you really see like who outranks the other. Because as it is, it can just be like, okay, Rent-A-Girlfriend as a whole was more popular than Wandering Witch Elena, right? And within Rent-A-Girlfriend, it's like, yeah, no contest. Chizuru, I mean, 
our complaint is literally that she is too perfect in the show. So, of course, people like her. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, within Kaguya, it's interesting to see the breakdown. Within Oregairu, I'm kind of bummed that Yui placed below Yukino. But I have not watched season three, which is something I need to remedy. So, you know. You should you should watch it. A lot of I'm looking at what we've got on the spreadsheet for like the next thing to talk about. And it's like, oh, James complains about why Odegaidu didn't do better. <laughs> <laughs> you guys said this was supposed to be meat and potatoes, but all I'm getting is a bunch of salt. Like, what's uh, uh, I like to season my food. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lie. I I like really bland things but salt is like the one thing i do use excessively how, how so. salty is this next category gonna get us uh not uh, yeah. not as salty i, I, I hope. mean we're just we're just going to man of the year and uh back, back to this kaguya praise the boy ishigami like I'm, it really I'm was his show <laughs> yeah for that season I've got, it really yeah. was the ishigami show i mean he only had like one or two you know like focus episodes but damn but it was like They're the true good. redemption arc, and Ishigami exactly. is kind of like the stand-in for the. He's the stereotypical like sad loner otaku, and so it's the not to make broad generalizations about the anime community, but the stereotype of anime fans is the sad loner otaku, and so seeing him get a redemption arc is the like he's our champion. I, he did it. I don't even think it's a redemption arc. It's for me. It just feels more like an arc about moving on because it wasn't any he never yeah. really had to get redeemed ishigami was never really a bad person slash character that's true redemption redemption arc is like a poor a poor term to use but it's my very not useful shorthand for they were in a bad spot and now they're in a better spot okay i of. see what you're saying yeah i um yeah. i'm happy i need to, to pick him better words when i'm i had a feeling he was going to win i actually predicted it because those episodes clearly made a very big impact on everyone including the voice actresses themselves who teared up when talking about those scenes so Aww. so i'm not sure yeah, those radio segments were fun to listen oh to. yes they were great but um i'm not surprised he won but i think it's absolutely well deserved he he got he got a huge good character arc that not only revealed why he was in this state but also revealed how he has moved past fear he said fearlessly until he saw the red balloon and so um <laughs> but it, i think i mean this is this isn't one that i'm going to argue with or even, you know, be neutral. In fact, I really think it's well done, so. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm really surprised and almost a little disappointed that Gojo Satoru only got fourth. Like, you would think he just had all of the momentum from the fall season, and, like, everybody loves that boy, but he didn't, um... You know, it's it's interesting. He still lost hard to, to Ishigami. And then there's the second and third placers. I don't have as much to say on them because I'm not familiar with, um, well, I'm not caught up on one and not uh, at all caught up on the other. But they are longer, um, you know, running franchises, being Oregairu and ReZero. They have um, more well-established fan bases. Which, yeah, makes sense. But but I am curious about uh, your thoughts, James and Nico and, and Gracie, everybody that isn't me, <laughs> <laughs> on Subaru and uh, Hachiman. Well, I mean, my my thing for Hachiman is very similar to like best couple. The the my complaints about the uh, results for best couple, and so I will hold that off until we get to the end, until we get to that. I felt like so for Subaru specifically. I feel like if somehow this was part of season one, I feel like you could make an argument that he could do that because I think he exhibited a lot more growth. Um, throughout the first season of ReZero. Mm -hmm. um, second season, it's not like he's stagnant. There's still room for him to go. It's just you don't have as much of like the peak suffering where the whole first arc is supposed to break him down so that he starts from zero. Um, no, I completely agree with you, Nick. I think um, in the first season, we were able to see how his suffering led to a greater payoff of his growth and being a better character slash person. But in the second season, especially with where it ended, in all honesty, um, it's you just started to get there. So really, people just people sort of just 
taken in all these rising action and haven't really gone into that or not climax sorry but they've they've basically ingested all these materials but haven't gone into that full result yet and so it kind of impacts just a little less than how season one you were able to see that full circle drawn so yeah i think i think the fact that like the first half of season two kind of abruptly it was in the middle of an arc basically yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that that definitely was a detriment yeah it sounds yes. like it was just a, an awkward point in the story and this character's development yeah in particular. I, it, I mean it would really have been nice if it had just kept going like if the show had just kept going but i'm just gonna assume they needed to take a break for production reasons yeah because like not not so much to speculate over like next next year's results but i mean People tend to vote for things that have had, like, very clear character arcs mm-hmm. or you can see clear growth, which is what, I mean, this this year's winner has shown. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make the, the, the hot take argument right now that, like, Aaron Yeager is, like, your person to beat because the second he shows up in season four of Attack on Titan, he, like... The shift of, like, his character right now is so scary that it's it's got a real... Um, it's almost like I'm not watching the same show. It's it's crazy how much it radically changed. You're talking about for, for next year's awards? For next year's awards, like you have a real tall order <laughs> actually to beat that. I will be shocked if anything can beat that performance. Making the itself. predictions this far in advance. I know, but yeah, I it's mean, actually and it's actually getting recorded. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I bad news, Nick, is that he hasn't been doing too well in the mail charts right now. But I mean, we've still got a whole month to go still, so. <laughs> I know it's. I mean, for for VA performance, it's insane though. I think I think the range is crazy. It just shows the whole package, mm-hmm. considering yeah, yeah, season yeah. one. No, I completely yeah. agree. Um, yeah. uh, I mean, Kaji Yuki is is an incredible, incredible voice mm-hmm. actor. So, oh, yeah. um, but uh, actually, yeah. uh, bouncing off of that, this is why I think uh, Satoru Gojo is number four for that reason. You know, because it's like no matter how you try to put it, the first three absolutely had character arcs, and so. And so the ones mm-hmm. with the strong character arcs immediately got elevated up to the top three. And then we're left with number four, which is the one with just most purely fan base because of how he is sort of. Right. It, it, yeah, it's, it's just like the, the really surface level popularity contest of like, I like him. There's no like real, I was going to say there's no meat to it, but <laughs> oh God. a little, little too there, meaty there's a clear There's kind of a clear line where you separate votes based on writing and character development and then votes based on he talks funny and i like it or oh god he's hot mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so so on that note i, I did want to comment on some of the the other top lower top 10 um i'm i'm surprised i'm pleasantly surprised that anos voldigo you know got number seven for the whole year what a chat because uh yeah i mean the misfit of demon king academy was a really fun time but it really felt like you know a standalone like fun seasonal romp that would kind of fade out of the public consciousness but no people were like i like this dude and right below him kun from tower of god like mm. i hate to say it but tower of god has just really escaped like my, my mind and i i see it seldom discussed anymore you know yeah six i think about after, it a lot but that's mostly from airing. a soundtrack perspective yeah and the soundtrack is great and it placed but it didn't win and yes. um yeah so it's interesting that kun specifically was just carrying the tower of god fan base or carried by the tower of god fan base yeah i'm more surprised that nasa made it up as far as he did because <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm gonna level with you i did not watch very much of tony kawa and i'm gonna apologize if this segues too cleanly into the couple polls um i was just about I, to say it's like all right fancy pants has some takes on couples so let's yeah well th- that's the thing is i i've I did not watch a ton of Tonikawa, and let me explain why. It's because I had read more than enough of what I wanted to read in the manga. In fact, mm. as chapters come out, I'm still, like, you know, catching up every... I'll check in every couple of weeks and be like, hey, is there anything new for me to read? And I'll read it. Because the format of the manga is convenient and bite-sized and easy, so I can read it, assimilate it, process the minimal amount of story progression that I need to, and then move on. Uh, and I, he's kind of bland he he it's the my wife is cute i love my wife i'm a teenage boy monkey brain also am smart 
And I'm like, gee, that's great. Uh, I, I'm glad we've got all that out of the way. Uh, do you have anything else? And right now, at least for the anime, the answer to that question is no. <laughs> and so I, I am just perplexed as to why he made it up as far as he did, especially, and maybe this is just Grace's influence on me, that Kyosoma is below him. And I'm like, aren't the Fruits Basket fans like frothing at the mouth anytime they see something related to that? Well, How is he not hired? Okay, so I can I can answer that for you. Uh, for so first of all, the first basket fans, like while we do, we absolutely love Kyo. We do pick favorites because there's plenty of male characters to pick favorites. Some so even if there are people who love Kyo, that might not be their favorite, and they could favor someone another character per se. So the loyalty to Kyo is not as as intensive as as loyalty to the cast of characters as a whole is how I'd like to put it. That's, that's I, I understand that. Uh, my question, though, is was there literally any other guy from Fruits Basket on the list of Best Boy nominees? No, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they would vote for him because I'm guessing they probably were watching other animes as well and they might have favored Satoru. I mean, I definitely see that. <laughs> Here's a point, actually, is the disconnect between individual best boy and best girl and then actual couples. Because I'll tell you what I'm not seeing at all in the couples is, you know, Chizuru and mm -hmm. uh, Kazuya. That's his name. That's his name? <laughs> 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 but third place is Kirito and Asuna. And, like, SAO wow. didn't really rep in the character polls or... It, yeah. It's nice to it's nice to see it though because, you know, it's a they're they're they are a can they are a well established canon couple that's been running for several seasons yeah. and so it's good to see that right. kind of support. Yeah. Um, I am. Um, I'm sad at Miyuki and Kaguya or Shirogane and Kaguya really is more apt. Uh, only at number four, you know, they they lost to Kirito and Asuna, and then number one is Nasa and Tsukasa. If that wasn't uh, clear by <laughs> James's opening, James, yeah, <laughs> and then. I mean, uh, again, th these results are all... You can all find them and read along as we discuss them. Yeah, they'll be on our um, website, and you can also catch the uh, the VOD of the live stream. Yeah, maybe don't play that while listening to us, or you're going to hear a lot of our voice twice over, and it's going to be an awful time. Yeah. Doubly so, more than usual. <laughs> so the Tony Kawa couple ends up winning it all? Do you think that's because they spent the most time... Like, most screen time as a couple... Like compared to some other like ships, <laughs> we're, we're, Lord, I hope it's not that starved simple. of like confirmed, yeah, established exactly. relationships, and like the logical pandemic, like oh the... god, I'm so lonely. Yeah, whereas yeah. like the Hachiman Yukino ship is just like three seasons and countless years in the yeah. making. That I'm 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 actually yeah. kind of sad for you fans that like wanted that to win because I felt like I I am sad. Maybe, that. Maybe, maybe that's thing. why I'm not watching season three. I have seen the ending. And just, well, like, see, here's my question: Did having a um, love triangle essentially uh, bite into the chances of Hachiman Yukino winning? Because Nasa Tsukasa basically hmm. don't have any sort of rivalry whatsoever within their anime so it wouldn't split their fan base that's fair maybe it's something similar to your point like in fruits basket whereas like yeah hachiman and yukino made it onto the list of nominees but yui fans are just too rabid and they refuse to they will refuse <laughs> to switch sides even if it means the show that they love would win <laughs> so on, on one hand i think like, having that sort of rivalry and that, like, attachment to, to your choice, you know, like, who will win or lose can add a lot more enthusiasm to you wanting to vote a certain way. But I, I also definitely see the issue of things being spread too thin. Because something that occurs to me here is um, back in spring, the many, many ships out of My Next Life as a Villainous were, like, doing well on our charts. I don't see a single one that, like, really performed for the year though. yeah and it might be because there's so many yeah so, no like, no it is the, which one were they all gonna vote for? yeah the votes are essentially all split so as a result there isn't one yeah. major one i mean the fact that the fact that uh uh 
Snafu has a very famous love triangle. As someone who hasn't even seen the anime, like I know about this love triangle very well. The oh, come fact- on, get it together, watch the show. <laughs> the fact that it has um, a love triangle and so essentially a potential split face and the fact that it still managed to snag two, I think does show the devotion and, and intensity to this couple. But I that, that would be my logical guess as to why it just happened to miss out on Nasa and Sukasa, where it's just a completely unchallenged couple throughout the entire series yeah. where yeah where it's just like there's nothing to divide the fan base over on at all so well the thing is is that by that logic I would have expected like Miyuki and Kaguya or Kirito and Asuna to maybe take that because they have I think bigger show fan bases I mean, we could speculate all day. I mean, they those have... are also... Oh, sorry. <laughs> they're, they're older couples, you know? They're not new and exciting. It's mm. like, they've been around doing their thing. I'd, I'd call Nasa and Tsukasa new. I wouldn't exactly call them exciting. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So, adding on to Maddie's point of, like, you know, them being a new couple, on top of that fact, um, all Tony Kawa has going for its storyline is Nasa and Tsukasa. On the other hand, Kirito and Asuna, mm-hmm. Asuna with Sao and Miyuki and Kaguya with uh, with Kaguya-sama, there is so much more going on in the plot that does not at all revolve around the couples, and so and so when one is so singularly focused on it, its fan base is going to be double singularly focused on it. So is how yeah, I they, see they it. got nowhere else to look. Yes, exactly. Whereas Kaguya-sama is too good at being good at other things yes <laughs> good at being a good comedy. Is like ishigami to number one baby. yeah <laughs> exactly i guess i don't know i'm just frustrated because for me as a fan of Oregairu, this was me watching like waiting for a very long time and then like it's like finally after years we get the payoff we get closure it's three seasons of like you know tying everything up reasonably well and it, it's like you know it's that feeling of the satisfaction of watching a story finally like end um and you know the satisfaction of completion and i'm like why did that not count for as much as yeah, you know compared to j- i'm just j- you're forgetting the, the large faction of us who are not happy at this end <laughs> listen listen <laughs> i was to say no votes really came in for hachiman and yui because like you know that race has been called <laughs> we're just sad at home yeah that it's 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 hard because i i, I feel like i can't remember if we were talking about waifu wars before we started recording or afterwards but that's one of the shows where i had, had such a hard time picking sides because both sides were so like ride or die for their particular character i was really scared of picking one because i'm like they're both good <laughs> i first watched order guy uh I mean, it was a few years ago. Yeah, I mean, I, w- I was still like 18, 19 when I watched the first two seasons. And it didn't take long for me to just be like, I like Yui. She's cute and bubbly. I like that one. The end. <laughs> like, you don't need to overthink it. <laughs> I, I did because, of course, I did. Um, but anyway, that's my gripe. Why did why get... did Nas and Tsukasa beat the yeah. couple that had a better overall, you know, three seasons of character development? I don't know if uh, anyone else's closing thoughts on these couple ships, but I, I am pleased that there was, um, you know, a decent bit of LGBT rep, or rather L rep, <laughs> with both Adachi and Shimamura at 7th, uh, and uh, that Elena and Saya from Wandering Witch at number 9, if I'm not mistaken. They are pretty funny, though, so. <laughs> yeah, it's good. it's good to see it. Uh, you, you love to see it, you know? Here's hoping for... Uh, something you know some more of it this year i would like to see i don't actually know if wonder egg priority is is the kind of show that will give that kind you know will end up with that kind of like high-ranking couples or ships i think it maybe not to like toot the horn of the show a little bit too much maybe it's a little more maybe it's a little deeper than just you know pick it just mushing characters together and going like these two uh so we shall see yeah i mean i don't broken. know if that's really like a focus of wonder egg priority mm-hmm. so far yeah. i'm obviously not denying that like you know you, you can literally ship anyone you want out of anything i'm not gonna stop you but i will it's just it, it'd be the first that i was like 
seeing that as a a dynamic there. Yeah. But we'll see. Right. Only halfway through the show. Yep. Yeah, um I mean we've covered the the major character categories as well as couple. Um you know, we are missing a pretty big thing. <laughs> Despite my joke about best girl being the most important category, um maybe we should talk about anime of the year. Thoughts on that? I Just I mean, might be I didn't relevant. watch Akidama Drive. <laughs> I didn't either, but I, I just know I had a funny like moment a... with anime of the year because uh, Nick here basically told me that he thinks Fruits Basket had a chance of winning. And I was like, nah, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I was so close. I like completely brushed him aside and like he was like, no, I really think so. I'm like, really? You know, just completely doubtful of him. And I'm here to say that I am wrong. He is right because um, because Fruits Basket ended up in second place. And I never expected it to go that high because it barely eked into the nomination spot through a wild card round. And so I was just like, there's no chance. And here I am, like, shooting myself in the foot. And so if this was a bet, I would be handing money over to Nick right now. So. Does it oh, almost wow. sting more knowing that you came so close and that you had a chance? Um, no. And the reason why well, is, well, first of all, it already outperformed my expectations in the first place. And then uh, the second place is the Fruits Basket Season 2. How do I put it? It's It has moments that didn't quite work because the 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 really the reason why it lost the nomination spot in the first place during its uh first during spring which is it's too core but during spring when it was uh, first started airing is they had to spend a lot of the uh a lot of the season setting up stuff again and so it felt a little slow and there's clearly examples of other two core animes that do an excellent job of setting things up while progressing the story along perfectly fine with no pacing issues whatsoever. And so, and granted, this is not the fault of the anime itself. This is the fault of the manga. The manga is kind of set up that way. And, you know, they are adapting it as faithfully as possible. Um, In fact, I think it actually sped up the manga a bit, which was absolutely necessary. Uh, So I'm not, I'm not unhappy with its placement. I'm perfectly happy with its second season. The second half of the second season was incredible. I sobbed through two or three of the episodes because it just hit me so much emotionally. Um, But I think, I think Akudama Drive should be allowed its spot, uh, its spot in the spotlight because not that, not that I've seen it, but it is an original anime and an original conception, which is in you know, some people might get me get at me for this, but I personally think is a lot harder to do in an anime is to start from scratch. Yes, and so, I, th- yeah, I think it's a lot more exciting to to celebrate a winner that it's just something completely new and created. Because, I mean, if it's just an adaptation, that one, it's like, oh well, great for the staff and you know the voice actors and all mm-hmm. that. But a lot of that is just like who originally created the manga. You know, it's like you didn't. You didn't start from scratch again. It's like you were you were working with something that was already proven to be successful. Mm-hmm. To some yeah, degree. you already maybe already like, had a fan base. A, yeah, like you had a safe IP to adapt, for example. But if you're just something brand new, it's like yeah, you made this period. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't, <laughs> and the adaptation wasn't something that shifted things around that made it brilliantly better. So, for example. Um, just pulling in the current season attack on titan i follow the manga and the anime is in my opinion actually doing a much much better job at putting emotions out and telling the narrative than the manga is because of very clear Mm -hmm. adaptational choices to shift things around and change some of the pacing like that becomes that becomes a lot more impressive but i you know as someone who has read the fruits basket manga and then watched the anime i gotta be honest is that not a lot changed so really it's they have a solid material to adapt right strike uh, right from the right from the get-go essentially third time's a charm and so um <laughs> so yeah so i'm 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 okay with the result 100 percent. i am just shocked at the results and also 
was a little salty at the fact that Nick was right and I was wrong. <laughs> it was it was Why very right? close. Well, so Fruits Basket is a very long running series. They are there's a very very dedicated fan base uh, within Fruits Basket. So that was like my original guess was like, okay, I think there's enough people that could get around where if you feel very strongly about this show, it's Fruits Basket in this whole um, list. I could have made an argument for Railgun uh, because there's sometimes Railgun fans come together and pull off upsets, but I didn't feel it because no one like I I was not even aware that there was like a new Railgun series this year, so I like discounted it. Um, Haikyuu has a powerhouse; it's always going to be there. Um, Kaguya was really strong. I thought that had a potential, but season two kind of made it give it a little bit of regency bias. Um, I think that, yeah. that I think that is an important aspect. So. Looking at the rest of the list, I think Akadama was like the clear one ahead for me. Um, and I think that's just because it's just a really extra show. Like I think shows that tend to be high energy the entire time like um, will be the standout show. Um, Akadama has a lot of things going for it with um, the actual animation design. I mean, it's a really crazy art style. The characters are insane. And if you've ever... Um, done like played the Danganronpa series um which is the same writer uh, Kodaka uh a lot of the characters and tropes and ideas are really similar to the Danganronpa series which I I personally love it's one of those really crazy um like a lot of the character arcs are very extra so it's <laughs> it kind of just combines with this this is going to be a ride that goes to 11 it's not going to slow down it's going to be ridiculous it's going to be violent some of these people are going to be like actually insane and it's going to be an enjoyable show and also my other big point is that it ended it had a full arc mm-hmm. 12 episodes <laughs> i'm always salty about shows that get awards when they're not even done um but that's just because i'm like i i can't i can't get too invested into like long-running manga shows like Jujutsu Kaisen or ReZero until I'm like very <laughs> he, he clearly just not even being vague anymore. I'm not even being vague. Like I don't. I I would have been actually unhappy if Jujutsu Kaisen won off of just the first arc because you're only seeing about ten percent of like the entire show. And like I think from the manga's perspective, like there's just no actual clear sight for ending. <laughs> this is my this is my one rant where I'm, I'm on the podium. I love Demon Slayer because it ended. Like that's actually one of the things I take we take for granted is like shows that have clear paths from the beginning, and like that's also why I'm actually pretty big on Attack on Titan because it's one of those things where like when the details come out from the later seasons, you're like, wait, what do you mean this was foreshadowed like all the way at the beginning? And it's one of those ideas that show that like the people who write the show or the manga, or the source material, had a real clear path that they were gonna take. And it wasn't going to meander like Shahrazad, not knowing where the story is actually going to go until it kind of ends. Because some manga do fall into that trap. And like, then I, I, I'm a, I'm a berserk fan. So like, I am so done with like shows that will never finish that I'm like, I can't do that to myself again. You know, I waited so long to get off a boat. (laughs) Oh man. Yeah, I, I'm I'm tempted to get sucked into this conversation with you, but it's one we have on like a weekly basis. Yeah, so exactly. No, <laughs> yeah, for sure. This is my this is my <laughs> one like this is like the I have the floor. Betty cannot interrupt me, so I'm gonna <laughs> <talk> about... <laughs> I can't. I will move <laughs> you from this call right now. <laughs> no, like like. Um, but so, yeah, actually, yeah. Uh, I, I know that I was. Yeah, I <laughs> no. well, a, a lot of what we touched on with Fruits Basket and Kaguya and just your general thoughts on adaptation and like manga series is, you know, we do have a separate category for as an adaptation, which I am rather fond of. And Kaguya won that one. And Fruits Basket also got second in that one, even though Gracie illustrated why it might not have been the best adaptation. But I am glad to see that it's, um, the, the rankings in best in adaptation do not just mirror, you know, the popularity rankings of shows that are adaptations, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because, for example, Kaguya placed higher than Fruits Basket, but it didn't in the actual Best Anime Award. Yep. And I so think that's, I'm glad to see I, the, I think the, it's the a, categories it's a good category do their job. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of categories, 
I want to, I know we had Nick on his soapbox. I'm going to get on mine and it's going to be a slightly shorter soapbox. Uh, but the slice of life category, I am very, very pleased that Kakushi Goto won any of the awards because that show is, I think one of like my new favorite shows. It's, I, there, there, there's a way to like, Ooh, is this, a, do you put this on like a scale of like, you know, from one to 10 and numbers are bad and dumb. And my kind of general ranking is like, do I recommend this to other people? And do I buy it when it comes out on Blu-ray? And Kakushigoto is one that checks off both of those. I think wow. it's, it's a very, spe- it's a very specific show. And so it's not something that I would go around recommending to everybody, but if I know, if I'm already friends with you and I know that that kind of stuff is something that you like, I will 100% hands down recommend it. And I don't, I should double check if the Blu-ray is out for it. I don't know if it is. And if it is, I should go out and buy it. Um, But it's, it's a show that I really, really loved. And I was really afraid that it was going to get buried under everything else that came out this year uh, because it was not the... um, it was not like the big, you know, it wasn't a big action show. It was a thoughtful, you know, piece about familial relations and, you know, being an adult versus being a child and how those experiences change. And so I'm just glad that it won an award. Yeah, it definitely struck me as a sleeper, like a real sleeper hit of 2020. I didn't watch more than one episode myself. And to be honest, I regret that because I, I liked what I saw and I kept hearing good things about it. It's just you know how I am about um, watching anime. Ever, I don't do it a lot. <laughs> um, it's yeah, it's one of those covered... shows. No, no, go for it. Um, I'll get I'll no, get no, off, I'll no, get no, off no. my soapbox. I'm I'm, I'm no, no, off it now. You you get back on there. I want to hear this. <laughs> uh, I guess it's just Kakushi Goto is one of those shows that makes that that it made it made my heartache. It made me feel, you know, sad. Uh, I don't cry very often for media i used to brag about it and i'm like hmm, maybe that's a sign of something being like oh i've broken something inside me emotionally but um <laughs> it's it's one of those shows where like i can listen to the opening theme or even the ending theme and all of the feelings that i get or that i had while watching that show come like rushing back um and it's the it's the kind of like i feel sad but i did this to myself so it's the good kind of sad <laughs> yeah it, no, it, I, it's very I can powerful. completely relate. Yeah, it's a very powerful anime. Yeah. I, I do that like habitually. I can do it for so many different shows and like so many emotions, which makes it kind of lose its meaning if I say like, I feel that way about everything. But no, it's like I will pull up a song and be like, time to feel and think about this thing. But the the, the strongest example is definitely just a, a particular insert song from a place further than the universe. Like, <laughs> if, if, if you play that in my presence, I have a meltdown. <laughs> I need to figure out which one it is. Cause for me, the thing that makes me feel when uh, I watch uh, Yorimoi is just the straight ending theme. Like that song is just very good. It, it's me. great, but you should um, finish Yorimoi. I did finish it. <laughs> you did? I did. Yeah, he did. No, I thought you did. No, he did. I, no, I finished he... it. Mm, I thought... Okay. I put it off it was, for like a year. He talked about it in I the Decade it. Awards. I, I remember. He did. <laughs> I, I thought you had watched like close to the end and not watched the last like I watched two. the first oh, 10 no. and I didn't watch the last that's two right. for like you, a year. That's right. You watched. Okay. Yeah. You did. Okay. Which I think obviously alters the experience if you're like, let's take a break before the last two episodes. Yeah. <laughs> a year break. Um, yeah. We, we've We've solved that mystery. James gets a free pass for now. Huzzah. Um, now that he's down from his soapbox and I'm back on mine, uh, we've covered most of like the major topics and categories today. But you know, I, I want to hear everybody's like last stray lingering thoughts on like some of the many many other categories. Quick fire, I guess. Uh, okay, I'll I'll go. <laughs> um, for me, the one that I was kind of disappointed in and not in like this like the fire way of uh, Chizuru winning for best girl but um (laughs) just disappointment with sceneries and visuals because the winner is Elena the Wandering Witch and while I absolutely don't think it doesn't deserve the win it was very 
predictable because it's a traveling show. So it's naturally going to have ah. really scenic uh, shots of sceneries and visuals. And the way that the art style is, is very generic, pretty anime versus the second place, uh, Aquadama Drive and third place, which was actually the one I had hoped would win, Great Pretender, which were a lot mm-hmm. more stylized and a lot more unique on top of just being drop dead gorgeous. And so when you have the three choices that are already really pretty and aesthetically pleasing, I always like to go for the ones that's more unique, which in my case is great pretender, but I'm abs- I would have absolutely just been just as thrilled if Akadama Drive had one. Um, but the fact that sort of like the generic one, Elena took the the uh, top spot was a little disappointing for me. So that's it for mine. <laughs> Fortunately, our awards, you know, um, had no shortage of praise for Akadama Drive, which kind of helps soften this blow <laughs> yeah but but um, great pretender this was like the one i really because i knew great pretender was going to have a long yeah. shot winning any of its awards um with it with one of the biggest reason it being a netflix anime and so i felt like this was yeah. the one thing that they really 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 had going for them and, and they did because they placed third so which is really high but um ultimately wasn't the winner like i had yeah, no, I loved Great Pretender's set pieces. I mean, I think, like, from the start, from Hollywood sign, or even, like, the buildings within Singapore. I mean, it was great. Like, we're, we're watching it from knowing SoCal, and we're like, wow, this is what people think California looks like. This is great. Like, like Well, that's what I think so is so impressive nostalgia. about Great Pretender, is it's not... This can be seen as a good or a bad thing, but it's not that it invented some new... Uh, fantasy land or you know cyberpunk future land to create sceneries and visuals it's like this is real world modern day and they made it look that cool and interesting yeah how can in z out not win <laughs> i don't know james uh answer me do, do you have any categories like besides the slice of life that you've got like a burning take on uh well, we talked, I think, I think we, like, briefly brushed on it, and I know we, we're we gonna have it be, like, a bigger discussion, I don't know if we've got time for it tonight, but about the weight of, like, recency bias, because as that, much... It's a, a good point to bring up. As much as I loved, as much as I loved Daddy Daddy Do as, like, an opening theme, and Lost in Paradise is a jam, uh, there <laughs> were songs, especially openings, that I really wanted to see do better. Uh, the fact that Easy Breezy, the opening for Izoken, and uh, Chisanahibi, the opening for uh, Kakushigoto, didn't even place in the top ten makes... I, I don't want to be like, makes me like sad or disappointed, but I'm genuinely shocked because I know Easy Breezy as like a meme was huge when Izoken was coming out. And then I just think that uh, Chisanahibi is a very beautiful song. Like, And so I'll I'll discount the like, okay... Kakushigoto wasn't like a hugely popular show, so it would make sense that its opening theme wouldn't place that well. But again, Easy Breezy was a meme. There were all sorts of people riffing on the opening sequence with various franchises, uh, different characters, all that kind of stuff. And the fact that it didn't even break the top 10, even, yeah, sure, 11th place, but still didn't even break the top 10, I think is just shocking. This is only so relevant but you had me looking at the rankings and i only just realized that for both opening and ending um respectively initial and um yumeo chinuku shunkan ni uh the pop and party songs from bang dream season three placed 15th and i'm like oh hell yeah i like those songs <laughs> shame they didn't do higher but like the anime itself is going to be more niche obviously so people aren't going to vote you know compared to more popular things but that's cool. There's my little bit of validation in the category. There we go. That's kind um, of it. I mean, movie movie was a huge kind of soupy mess. Yeah, I think the year. Nico, you were gonna say something about the movie category, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I do have thoughts too. But what was the what was the winner overall? Was it Konosuba? Correct. Yeah, it was, it was Konosuba, Konosuba Legend of Crimson. Yeah, which yeah, I was thought actually... was fine. I think it was like the weird part with the movie was like you had. Like a couple like real clear front runners from like the first three, and then um, one which I was very surprised it was on this list was Promare because I was like, this doesn't feel like a twenty twenty uh, movie. And I think that's exactly why it did so it, so poorly. It's like 
people love Promare, but it's just it's it's feels like it's a whole other year old because it mm-hmm. technically is. But release schedules are weird, so we opt we decided to put it in the 2020 awards instead of 2019, and yeah, it people are just not as interested voting for it anymore. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, the Konosuba movie I thought was solid, but I I wouldn't put very close to the the second placer, which was the Violet Evergarden side story. Um, that that was far and away the winner for me. I do agree. I would I would definitely put that as the honorable mention. Um, I think we have another movie coming up soon on the horizon. Yeah, an actual so, sequel. Like, movie. I think I believe I it think has yeah aired. they'll. I think once that final finale will go, I think I'll have a lot of emotion going into that one. So like, I think, um, yeah, I, I think it's, it's got another some chance other territories, to... mm-hmm. just not in the U.S. Okay, it's got a chance to redeem itself. I think at this point, and then Made so... in Abyss. Why did you not do high? Why did you do worse <laughs> than a whisper away? This is what I was trying to coax out of these two. I, I was oh trying to gosh. grab Nico and James and make them fight because no, we have a, we are forth. totally out of time, so we might have to do this like backstage. Wait, it, it's true, yeah. But I, I, I think it's interesting because I, I didn't love Made in Abyss, Dawn of Deep Soul, but I expected it to do better. Wow, and I, I didn't love Whisker now. Away either, and for that reason, I expected Whisker Away to do worse. <laughs> so like, it's interesting. So you, okay, if, if I watching Dawn of the Deep Soul, like I, I come out of that feeling pretty despair. Watching Whisker Away, I'm like, she turns into a cat, and there's a cat that's really fat, and I like that. I like that part. It's just... Like, it's a cat. It's it's not deep art. It's She turns into a cat. Like, I, think, I think Nick has a bias for cats, so... Yeah. The cat... Oh, the cat owner likes the film about cats. Who would have thought? I mean, okay, I, I can this critically is... pan it if I want. I remember you guys watching in a separate group and were just like, wow, let's pick apart everything wrong with we this We came film. out of that with, like, and I'm our... Like... <laughs> uh, we had our cigars and we were like, mm, yes, I thought the, like... the direction. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, it was, it was a fun... I wasn't thinking of it too deep. The only big complaint, I was just like... They're trying to do all of this spirited away visuals that I was like, whoa, they're, like, taking a shot at the king... And I don't think they're actually aiming properly at that. Um, yeah. But yeah. it was silly. It had some animations that I liked and, like, good voice direction. I mean, like, yeah, silly and animations people liked got literally the top spot in, in movies, so, you know. Yeah, no, like, I'm just... Yeah, it's just, it's committing to, like, it's the silly about fun cat. time. It's about cats. It's about cats. I'm, like, I'm, we're not, I'm a little we're not watching the usual suspects here. It's about cats, guys. <laughs> I, I can't yeah. think of really a better note to end on than cats. Cats are cool. <laughs> Vote for cats. Yeah. yeah, what's the next cat movie coming out this year? I'll, I'll be sure to show for it again. Uh, Sonic uh, and I... Tails. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> actually, no, that's 2022, actually. But I know Sonic it, 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 Are we getting a, a Cats 2021? Because I don't know if you remember, they, they, they you know named a movie, Cats, and it... Um, <laughs> I don't recall that. <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Not your exists. question of what it, <laughs> not gonna lie. Your question of what is the next cats movie coming out? Like cat movie about cats coming out? I don't know if movies are coming out. Like hmm. theaters have been shuttered for months. <laughs> what is okay. film? The first. Well, movie... fi- find out next year when we have our uh, 2021 anime movie of the year uh, category. Not as in one movie wins the category, just the category, the one movie that came out. The, the cat yeah. category. Okay. Well, the first time I, I see a I movie know. that vaguely reminds me of a cat, I will. I'll point it out. Be like, this is the next cat movie. <laughs> <laughs> I was just making a grim prediction about like, will enough movies come out to have like a solid anime award category for that? That is that is a that is a I think that is a genuine concern this year. I'm not gonna lie. Okay, with that. Well, now now that we've gone from cats to uh, depressing subject matter, just like a whisker away, um, yeah, I I think that's that's probably a wrap for our our takes on the Anime Trending 7th Anime Trending Awards 2021. Uh, We'd love to hear your thoughts on it. I know there's a comment section for the podcast. 
That's true, there is, yeah. Tell us uh, how wrong we are, please. I mean, mm-hmm. you already voted to prove us wrong, and we can't change that. But tell us how wrong we are anyway. And if you and, feel um, strongly about something, you should definitely subscribe to our polls weekly. And that's get involved true. for next year's uh, Anime Awards, because without your votes, we are nothing. Truly. <laughs> Yeah, don't so tell them that they don't know. <laughs> yeah, if you if you have any you know burning hot takes or think that we're stupid and dumb, you can comment either on the podcast comments themselves, or we got a Facebook and Twitter, uh, or even in the podcast channel of our Discord. And if you want to hear more of us rambling, you should support us on Patreon. Yeah, that's a thing you should do. Well, with all that, um, I have been Medi, your host at times. Thank you for uh, listening. Yeah, thanks for I... listening. We're very Y'all decentralized. Can say bye too. Oh, yeah. goodbye. Bye, everyone. <laughs> bye, everybody. Bye-bye. <laughs>